Black Educated and Broke is a weekly entertainment podcast where we mix hip hop, headlines, and all things ATL into the success of Black millennials and a Black culture. OMG, can we all celebrate with me? My birthday is like coming up this Saturday, September the 19th, and I'm excited. Despite everyone of y'all who's not going to be able to participate, I am still very much excited. Brandy be so butthurt about things. I do. His birthdays are important. Because we support you, but we are not being in a Pichu dish in Tennessee. I don't see how birthdays are important. She don't want know how old she is. Tell, we already tell know how old, old you is. Old You're not supposed to ask a woman how old she is. Oh, my God. Thank you. We, we asking Randy, though. So. Clean it up. Okay, y'all first of all, <laughs> we, can, we can't ask y'all what your age is, but you can ask what us your black age credit is. Scores. Okay, listen, hey, black educated, not uneducated. Anyway, I'll I, ask about credit score. Not important, honey. Okay, listen, I'm just, you know, Randy, honest listen, listen, I know it's the Virgo in you, and y'all can get kind of sensitive, but it's all, <laughs> it's all love because every year besides this, we didn't rock with you, right? So, we it was a break. Please. Okay, listen, maybe a break only because coronavirus is That's allegedly it. still Otherwise, out. I'd be down because I've been trying to get up there anyway. Me too. Oh, really? Yeah, I've been feeding for a cabin trip. You don't have no idea. I just want to, you know, go out and watch the bears walk past the, you know, the villa. Or the oh, hell no. We ain't doing none of that. I made sure we are on like a resort, cabin resort. You, wanna, it ain't you can't stop a bear from coming if you want to come. definitely can't. And it's well, listen, we are up tall in the mountains. Hey, hey, the hey whatever you do, whatever you do. Don't take Tina because he ain't gonna do shit against me. Tina is going. <laughs> Tina is don't don't say that because Tina is coming to the uh, cabin. Oh my God, you're making me scared. Please. Barefoot. Tina is gonna get ate by a bed. You know he's he can't. He's in the bed. I'm in the house. Oh yeah, he's scared. He probably ain't went outside. Hey, you better bed. you better take that robot dog. Don't take Tina. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and mute you. Thank you, sir. Um, actually. I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> I told y'all with the shits today. with the shits today. Okay, listen, other than my birthday, that's so very freaking important. Maya, don't we got some other important news that me and you was talking about that they need to know about? Yes. Yes, we do. They 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 just focused on one thing. They need I to. know, girl. That's why you ignore that behind. <laughs> birthday, Maya, it's your time. You got it. Wait, are we talking about the blog or are we talking about Cardi B? Oh, oh you want to talk about your blog so bad. What blog, Maya? First and foremost, we'll have to talk about it right now. We can hold on to that. It's okay, cool. You teased it. Are we going to Save the good things for last. The best things oh. come at the end. Therefore, we can wait. Okay, period. We can get Miss Cardi B out the way, Miss uh, Harry Potter. She and Offset, okay, she has filed for divorce officially. And it comes after years of cheating. So basically, y'all remember the first time he cheated, which was in 2019 around this oh, legend. You know, it and was he admitted, a remember? He, he admitted it. So she took him back. She forgave him, had priests coming into the house and everything, talking about they good. He's been good. We exchanging phone passwords. We been going to counseling. You know, we good. He's good. We just had a sweet weekend. The second time he cheated, because he done cheated twice. All right. Remember when Allegedly. his Instagram got packed? That was oh, a legend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That wasn't him. And it was proven that okay, that wasn't Shaggy. his account. Okay, first it of all, me. you speaking too uh, too much. I'm just saying. <laughs> Ooh, well, my mute them my mute button. On a cheating scandal. You got too much to say about somebody else just cheating. That's what I'm, I'm going to have to watch you. 
Techno. <laughs> so it was an Instagram hole. His Instagram got packed, and she talking about she not gonna give it no life. She not gonna pay no mind to it because it's Instagram. It's social media. Everybody has their own perspective. I mean perspectives. And they had just came back from like the vacation, so she was like, "He's good. We're good. We're fine. It's us against the world." Whoop de whoop. Now it's the third time, and it's coming before their anniversary. Their three year anniversary was coming up on September twentieth. Oh, the day after my birthday. What? Mm-hmm. And she's just tired. No wonder it failed. She don't trust oh. I'll set that's no your... oh. Listen, I would have never married Amigo. I'm sorry. Oh. That's just okay. me. Yes. <clears throat> that's right, Mike. Yeah, keep my focus because I'm about to oh. go off on wrong oh. goddamn head. I saw it. I saw it. I I'm saw confused. It. What, what's the problem with marrying Amigo? It's just a rapper. It's just a stigma with the Cardi's rapper. not. Cardi's not a rapper. Cardi. Cardi. Cardi's a performer. Oh, wow. Oh. There we go. Wait a minute. Time out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How many times Chris Brown has cheated on your ass? You know what? All the time. Okay, but Chris Brown can afford me. Oh. Yes, sir. And, and when he was, price. before Cardi got paid, uh, Offset could afford her too. Okay, mm-hmm. well, now she's more paid than he is because she has the Grammy. She got what she wanted. She used that dude to get to where she at. Any freaking way. She ain't have to use nobody because Amigos are where? Where are they? Thank you. Anyways, moving forward. And uh, they're from the north. <laughs> north Atlanta, right. So anyways, <laughs> she is going for full custody of their uh, daughter. That's not true. She came out and said that she wanted to do joint. The lawyer filed that incorrectly. Because okay. of the fact that when she was 13, her parents split up and she wanted to have a two-household family. I'm a couple. I, okay. I agree with that. However, comma, you got a habitual cheater. Mm, alleged. Yeah. Alleged. You are sticking up too much for a I'm cheater. I'm sticking got... up for black men, period. <laughs> you know oh my God. Black lives matter. Okay. <laughs> black men don't cheat. Black and that's just matter. that. Okay, okay we're just going to move on because okay, we're not going to be stuck done. on that. Black okay. men don't no, cheat. Not gonna, we, no, black no, men do me. not cheat. I will oh, no. jump in on that. Because that lady said. <laughs> that lady said. What lady? What lady? What lady? She don't cook. She don't clean. But let me tell you, I got this ring. Maybe I'll ask you to cook and clean a little bit more. Okay, guys, okay. says the person who is single on this panel for how many long? All 42 years. Oh, Brandon, don't, do don't do that. 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 I'm going to meet myself. I'm so back to this uh, Timberland tweet. So y'all know we had the uh, versus Patty LaBelle and Gladys Her Knight. Did y'all watch it? Oh, absolutely. So good. Absolutely. I did not. I did. I want to say... Shout out to that post that we did because we we went viral. I did numbers. Did do numbers. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, um, what did he say? It was three point seven million views. Yeah, as of Tuesday, three point seven million views for uh the verses, and that's from Instagram. Uh, what else did they have? Apple, Apple Apple TV, uh, YouTube, YouTube. So three point seven. That's pretty and good. And you know they still going. People Queens still number. watching it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Queens. I, it was actually pretty dope, man. I, I came on there to hear a specific song. They did those specific songs. And Patty was sitting there in all her glory looking delicious. <laughs> oh, delicious. Yeah, she was looking amazing. I don't know. Something about Patty does something to me. Oh, um, wait a minute. Okay. Um, but I did enjoy that versus that. Uh, we've had some really good ones. Some ones that they weren't technically versus were some of the best ones. Yeah. But since they started like making it a thing, you've had some really good ones. Hey, while we talking about versus, y'all see that uh, people been dragging Swiss beats because yeah. you don't want to put Janet Jackson up against Missy Elliott. Yeah, we've seen that. Why didn't he? Oh, why they dragging him? He said no. He because 
He, he shot the idea ignorant. down. That was awful. He said something ignorant. No. Yeah, he he said no against it. I I think it'd be a good versus, but he just like Missy is got like just so much to her that Janet is just only Janet. No, nah, that's really. Wild. He basically, said, he basically oh. said Janet don't have to hit school up against Missy. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. What? That is yeah, not no. Good that's what Swiss said. Good, that's good, good, good day, sir. Good day. No, good day. Yeah. <laughs> good day. <laughs> okay, but real quick before we get ready to move Yo. on to our melanin news, Mike, I'm gonna kind of tease this next story as we take a quick break and get ready to wrap up. But before that, the Louisville, right? So we know they had uh, settled Breonna Taylor's wrongful death suit. It's a lawsuit for $12 million. Y'all think it's hush money? Do y'all think she should take it? What y'all think? It's absolutely hush money. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't say it's hush money until I see the uh, um, the stipulations of it. I don't know. Can she still sue them? Are these officers still facing indictment charges? I mean, like, what's, what's going on? Now? I believe it's still supposed to go to this uh, grand jury, but I don't think it's going to... Uh, silence them i i think the city need to offer a little bit more change and i think that allows the family to just enjoy some some small time of of peace and grieving because the people won't remain silent and i don't think the family will and i, I tweeted this sean bell's mother didn't get her settlement from suing new york uh what four years after his yeah, death and and valerie bell has yet to be silent she is one of the founding mothers of the movement with Trayvon's mom and all those mothers. So ain't nobody gonna be silent. Get get that check. You know, even Tell if pay some money, money, you go ahead, Miss Taylor. You take that money and you hush, cause black educated and broke ain't gonna never hush. That's right. Murder, and we gonna keep saying arrest the murderers of Breonna Taylor. That's right. That part. Yes, Ron said that so perfectly. So then, guys, we're gonna take a break. <laughs> when we come back, Mike B gonna give us some more melanin news. We got some behind the scenes with Shanae. Hey, yes, we're talking about black film, black artists, black authors, all of that. Again, it's sports season. We gotta get into that, and we are talking to some black people who created their own hemp farm. Y'all got to hear it. It's a good show, but you got to keep listening right here on Black Educated Ambrose. Smoke weed every day. Hey, say, man, somebody told me y'all ain't been watching the YouTube channel. It's not that hard. All you got to do is type in Black Educated and Broke in the search bar. You can listen to it while you driving, while you working out, whatever, while you doing homework, school papers, whatever, man. Just cut it on and listen and explore, expand your mind. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your boy Kenny from the hit show Washed. Tune in to Black Educated and Broke. It's the wave of the future. It's the best way to go. Everybody in Dallas is tuning in. Everybody everywhere is tuning in. Why aren't you black educated and broke? I'm Mike Presley. No, I'm Mike B. And listen, for the latest in black news, melanin news, make sure you're listening to me on Black Educated and Broke. You know, I was going to try to say something polite, but you know, Mike was just being a freaking jerk to me. Like, oh my God, like it ain't my That's freaking how all y'all started the show. But I anyway, like whatever. Before I took this break, it was time for some melanin news. So yeah, Mike, whatever, how, what you got? Oh, I thought it was your birthday weekend, but authorities have identified another black man shot and killed by the West Sacramento police on last Saturday. The victim's name is Robert Coleman. Police responded to a call where the caller said they saw, quote, an African-American man, approximately 30 years old, holding a firearm, end quote. Police said they found a man sitting in a car 
When they tried to contact the man, police said he got out of the car holding a gun. Well, that's where the shooting started. However, as of Wednesday, authorities can't confirm who started the shooting. Still no release from the body cam footage as an investigation continues. Coleman was not 30. He was 88 years old and a former employee of the same police department. In Nebraska, a grand jury has voted to charge a bar owner with manslaughter after the fatal shooting of a black protester. The shooting took place in Omaha on May 30th during nationwide protests and the police murder of George Floyd. The bar owner, 38, and his father approached a small group of protesters walking down the street just outside the establishment when the father shoved a protester. Witnesses say the bar owner flashed his gun before being pushed back in his firing of what the bar owner calls two warning shots. He says the black man jumped on top of him. The 38-year-old claims he fired over his back and feared for his life after being put in a chokehold. Well, one of those bullets hit James Scurlock, killing him. He was only 22 years old. So I finally watched Spike Lee's The Five Bloods, Jonathan Majors, who co-starred in the film, and of course, this HBO series everybody's talking about, Lovecraft Country. Well, he's reportedly moving into the Marvel Universe, according to Essence. The report says that Majors will start as a supervillain, opposite of Paul Rudd, who's returning as Ant-Man. WNBA's Maya Moore, she's married the man she helped free from prison. The 31-year-old WNBA star is married to Jonathan Irons, four-time WNBA champion, has been offered two seasons to help free her now 40-year-old husband after he served 23 years behind bars for being falsely convicted of breaking into a Missouri home and shooting the homeowner. The five-time All-WNBA First Team honoree got to know Irons over the last 13 years, developing a friendship as she tried to get him home. So congrats to them. In HBCU news, the former NFL quarterback Peyton Manning has sponsored six scholarships at HBCUs throughout his foundation. Four of these scholarships went to HBCUs in Louisiana in his home state. The remaining two went to black colleges in Tennessee. One scholarship at Grambling State will have the name Doug Williams, first black man to win a Super Bowl in 1987. Another award for Southern University, it honors Harold Carmichael, a Southern University star, Philadelphia Eagle legend, and 2020 Pro Football Hall of Famer. And the Tennessee State received a scholarship in honor of Wilma Rudolph. The other universities are Fisk in Nashville, Xavier University, and Dillard University. They're named after pillars in the black community. Follow me on Twitter at Mike B underscore news. Randy, happy birthday. I'm Mike B. And these are your headlines. <laughs> Thank you, Mike B, for those headlines. Those are really good stories, actually. Well, there were updates to be informed. And I definitely like the one about the HBCU. I'm like, okay, you know. Yeah, shout out to Peyton. Shout out to Peyton. That's, That's uh dope. Real dope. Uh, Doug Williams uh said in a uh in a press release that he said he's known Peyton a long time. You know, he's a Louisiana guy. And it says Peyton really does give back. It, it don't, no matter race, Peyton really gives back to, but his foundation to do these sick, uh, full, these are full ride scholarships. I love, and then name them after yes. uh, three, three uh, athletic legends, and then the other three are, are pillars of the black community. Uh, one of them including uh, Dr. Lomax, who is the president of the uh, what's that, the, the Negro College Fund. Yes. When uh, when Doug was the uh, head coach for Grambling's football team, I was down there. I got a picture with him. It was it's dope to, to be around the first black quarterback to win the Super Bowl. 
it nice. was just cool. Like, we on the field after the spring game. He's just like, I think that that's hella dope. I commend Peyton. I hated Peyton for years because they always demolish <laughs> my Chiefs. But I like that. I can appreciate, appreciate that. Well, guys, again, for all these headlines and more, you know, you can follow us on our social media at Black Educated and Broke on Instagram and Facebook. And follow us on Twitter at BEB Podcast underscore ATL. So, guys, we're going to take another break. Of course, like I told you, we have a fully loaded Black Excellent Field show. Uh, actually, up next, we're going to have our rising sports journalist, uh, podcast host, Nia and Malik, creators of In the Clutch. Um, another sports talk. So you want to hear about it, you got to keep listening right here on Black Educated and Broke. Do you have a business that needs a social media makeover? Or perhaps you just simply do not have the time to run your business and manage your social presence. Allow Randy O PNR to take the wheel. From posting content to engaging with customers, Randy O PNR will seamlessly handle all of your social media needs. For a list of all of their services, go to www.randyopnr.com or check them out on social media at Randy O PNR. Take the worrying out of posting and allow the experts at Randio PNR to handle it for you. Hey everyone, it's Nia. And I am Malik from In The Clutch Podcast. And you're listening to Sports Talk on Black Educated and Broke. Alrighty guys, we are back here on Black Educated and Broke. And I know all those awesome commercials that you hear like, oh my God, I want to do that. I want to buy that. Listen, if you want to get your commercial, you got a brand, you got a product, something you want to get out there to the masses, reach out to us. Send us your commercial. We'll get you out there. Again, send your request to our email, which is blackeducatedandbroke at gmail.com. If you don't know how to put a commercial together, don't worry. Me, Q, Mike B, even Maya, we got you. We'll handle that for you so we can get your brand on the best foot and put out that black excellence. Okay. Right. Hey. <laughs> I was, I, see, I was going to know. Listen, I was going to do like, you know, y'all hear commercials and you say it really fast at the end. That's what I was going to do, but you kind of. All right, hold on. Okay, all right, let's try it again. One. All right, anyway, but dog, we're just having a good time here. Uh, before we took the break, I told you that we were going to have another podcast joining in with us. Uh, the creators of In the Clutch, another sports talk. We got a podcast, rising sports journalist host, Mia and Malik. Mike B, it's your segment. Who are these people? What y'all about to talk Listen, about? You know, I love Twitter and uh, <laughs> sports talk in Atlanta. Uh, I'm not gonna call no stations out. Can just can just be trash, and so uh, you know a lot of <laughs> NABJ members uh, have been just lit on Twitter. I joined this group and uh, just been excellent connecting with people. So uh, saw in the clutch podcast in Atlanta. I was like, okay, who are these people? And they're young. Uh, uh, Nia and Malik. Uh, Nia's uh, Alabama State grad. Malik, hey. uh, Georgia State University. They're from Atlanta. I was like, you know what? Got to get connected with them and just following them on Twitter. And the, and the sports talk, you listen to the show. I started listening to the show, and I love the vision, man, because that's how we started. We started young and hungry. And, uh, you know, I, I just fell in love with the shows and become one of my favorites. So, uh, Nia Malik, uh, welcome to Black Educated and Broke. Uh, listen, uh, NFL uh, Week 1. You know, Ron, don't say no. Uh, Ron is a Tennessee Titan fan, so we just don't. <laughs> oh, you know. man. You know, oh, boy. I'm one, so though. sorry. That's what we said. He barely won. But, you know, he, oh. he takes the W. <laughs> so, apparently, Mike <laughs> paid y'all to go ahead and start this shit. No, I ain't got no money. <laughs> 
But man, just talk about we my, we got Q there, man. Falcons are winning. Uh, wait a minute, slow down, sir. I'm hosting this segment. Oh. Our boy Q, he is uh, straight out of Kansas City. He's a Chiefs fan, and then Randy is. We got them Dallas Cowboys. Don't anyway, you say no Saints, boy? What? I said Dallas Cow something. Anyway, Cowboys. I just want y'all. The mic is yours. A uh, week one NFL. Tell, tell me something, because I'm still hurting from something. I think they should pick up right where they left off and talk about how Tennessee barely won. You know, they- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Malik, Listen. that's all you. You got it. <laughs> a W is a W. I don't know how you win. Mute, mute, a win Brian. is a win. A win is a win. You got it. I'm gonna let y'all have it. I mean, look, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is y'all is y'all lead is y'all leader. It, it's that man. simple. It's that simple. Um. Week one, week one, I really didn't see anything, anything different. I mean, I guess without a preseason, everybody looks kind of like, and eh. uh, I just, as far as the Falcons, uh, my, um, team. my team didn't look at. Do uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Don't they know. didn't look at. They didn't look, you know, <laughs> in full stride, but they didn't miss a beat. I tell you that. <laughs> but as far as the Falcons go, um, I mean, they they look like the same team. At the first in the first half of last season, to be honest, um, I feel like nothing really changed. I mean, they mm. got a little pass rush. Uh, the offense still looks the same. I mean, that's nothing bad. The offense is always going to be good. It's always been good for, since Matt Ryan's been there, but it's been the defense that's been holding them back. And uh, I know earlier today, uh, Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator, said that they weren't even playing for Russell Wilson. They were playing for Chris Carson, which is something I wouldn't keep to myself. Right. So um, I don't know what's going on with that, but yeah, um, week one, uh, I think it was I, I think it was everything I, I expected, honestly. Um, so I think things will kind of pick up week two, week three, honestly. I got you. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Because on paper, Tampa Bay looked solid as hell. Now, for they, sure. they were going against the Saints. So did for the sure. For me. I expected a little, just a little bit more. I'm not saying they had to win the game, but Tampa Bay. I was expecting a little bit more. Uh, should we be concerned about Tampa no, Bay? Not, not at all. No. Okay. Nah, First not one, yet. No, it's week one. That wasn't. And you, you, Tom Brady, it was in the 20-year system in New England. Like he has to learn a whole new. I'm not worried about them in the least bit. I'm concerned about. You them. should be. No, I, I only got to play. I only got to play them one time, <laughs> unless they make the Super Bowl and they have to play us. So right now, I'm not really concerned. About Tom Brady don't like your boy anyway. He's sick of. He's sick of your boy taking his shine. But we got the last laugh in Foxborough, so whatever. Oh boy, <laughs> what you think about Cam, man. How, was <laughs> How you think Cam did? Uh, first game, New England Patriots. Ooh, Cam, I like. I like what Cam did. Um. I feel like he really didn't use the arm much. He really didn't have to. It was the Dolphins at the same time. I feel like everybody, right. everybody kind of blowing it out of proportion right now. It's like, oh yeah, Cam, Cam's doing good, but it's like, okay, let's remember, it's it's, it's the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. Let's right. let's see what he does against the Seahawks that who looked pretty good on defense last uh, last week. So, but I mean, I'm I'm a root for Cam for sure. I'm always root for Cam. Um, just the situation that he had to go through. So, I'm with him. All right, Falcons, Falcons, Cowboys. Who we got? Cowboys. Sorry. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey, Panthers, Buccaneers. 
I think they can be. I'm, I'm, I'm going home team on this one. <laughs> Me Panthers too. I'm going with the home team. Appreciate you. <laughs> oh, but Panthers Bucks, man. What we looking like? Mm, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm I got gonna, the Bucks. I think I think the Bucks bounce. Yeah, I think the Bucks bounce back. Mm-hmm. I think the Bucks bounce back. Washington mm-hmm. Football Team, Arizona Cardinals. Arizona. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. That's Arizona all day. All right, Sunday night you got mm-hmm. the Patriots and the Seahawks. Oh, that's gonna be good. Black mm-hmm. Corner. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. Too. I ain't been against Bill Belichick. I ain't been against (laughs) Belichick. I'm going with Patriots. All right, let's shift gears, man. The NBA, I mean, we saw this earlier this week. uh, (laughs) (laughs) What are y'all expectations, man? Right now you got uh, uh, Miami and Boston. Uh, I listened to one. I one, I think one of y'all episodes, man. Uh, who who went uh, the Bucks? Malik, was that you? Yeah, I went with the, the Bucks. Bucks in yeah. seven. Oh, I went the Bucks. And he, Nia, Nia took me out. Yeah, he still owes me my wings because we. Was it the ten piece? <laughs> right, the, the ten piece. Come on, Malik, do better now. Ten piece. Look, 10 piece hold on, hot, what, hold on. American Deli. American Deli. American Deli. Yeah, American Deli. <laughs> I need my large yeah. piece drink too. Oh, wow. <laughs> Man, what's your expectations, man? We saw, uh, especially game one of, of Miami and uh, Boston, and I mean that took me out. I, I was I was hyped. Uh, what are your expectations from that game? Yeah, I mean, um, look, these young teams are. I think a lot of people didn't expect the Nuggets for the Heat, or you know, these younger teams to really get this far. Um, but. I think people need to understand how dangerous these teams that we slept on is really, really coming up. So um, I personally have the Heat maybe in six or seven um, because I just feel like they have a little bit more power. But then the Celtics are also a really good team. So it's it's weird because this is the first time during the NBA season where I've kind of sat back because everything is up for grabs. Of course, last night has showed us that we all thought, okay, Clips, Clips in seven, you know, but nobody expected the Nuggets to come back. So everything is up for grabs right now. Um, a lot of stuff is just unpredictable, but I definitely got the heat in six or seven. All right, oh. Lake, Lakers, Lakers and Nuggets. Come on now, mm. stop playing with the game now. Stop come playing on now. They, they <laughs> said LeBron, what they, hold on, I got to ask you, Q, what they say LeBron was? They, they say he washed. <laughs> They better wash his drawers to stop playing with that man. Oh my Okay. I do not want to see the Lakers in another NBA Finals. Well, they going. Well, they going. So stop playing with you. But you gonna see them. You gonna see them in a couple weeks, man. Yes, you are. And they gonna watch. How y'all taking it? Lakers in four. Lakers in five. I want to go Lakers in four, but I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be nice. I just Five, feel like they're gonna get they gonna get the Nuggets out real quick. The Nuggets yeah. they yeah. done played two grueling game seven. Uh, they yeah, tired. they tired. They tired. They tired. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they tired. Yeah. So and I they go down 3-1. To come back 3-1 in two two series in the same playoff, to do it once is is almost impossible. But and then mm-hmm. to do it against the, the team that's heavily favored to win it all on mm-hmm. paper, they're the best team in the league. Right, exactly. So, the bottom. Yes, absolutely. Defensively, offensively, and then they got a, a, a coach who is amazing, although he's terrible in game sevens. But, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I really, I'm really not concerned about the Denver Nuggets. And they're going to pick up, uh, bring them a big man back in with JaVale McGee. 
and swapping out Dwight Howard. They're going to have a problem. Jokic, they cannot handle the load of both of them. I got you. Right. We got to wrap it up. Uh, WNBA, who's playing in the playoff? Because I, I know my dream. All right. No, the dream didn't, so, didn't make it. Yeah, they didn't make it. Um, <laughs> hey, it's been it's single-game elimination for the WNBA, so those are a little okay. different. Oh, um, wow. So round one, yeah, single-game elimination. So uh, round one was last night. Um, the first game was the sun and uh, the sun in the sky. Uh, pretty good game, but the sun, they came out with it. So they'll be playing the Sparks in round two tomorrow. And then um, the Mystics and um, – Mercury was an incredible game. The Mystics were up the entire game. Um, and then in the last five minutes, of course, Diana Taurasi doing Diana Taurasi things. Um, they came back from a 17-0 run. Um, and they, uh, Shay Petty, she knocked down that corner three at the buzzer. It was a heartbreaker. So really good game. Um, you guys definitely tune in. Uh, these women are playing hard. And these single-game oh, eliminations yeah. oh, are yeah. something serious. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, we definitely appreciate y'all coming on, man, because we got to uh, wrap it up. How can they follow y'all on social media? Uh, you guys can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at In The Clutch Pod. You can follow me personally um, on Twitter and Instagram at Nia On Air. Malik? And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Malik ATL. Hey, man, y'all checking my In The Clutch podcast, man. I appreciate y'all. Y'all definitely got to come back on. Y'all listening to Black, Educated, and Broke. your favorite independent filmmakers will stay locked into black educated and broke i'm shanae jc and i'll be covering all things behind the scenes yes sir it's your boy ron bringing you ron's rundown nothing but that hip-hop fire and straight sports knowledge black educated and broke is now in the building you should be too let's go y'all we're back on black educated and broke shout out to nia malik in the clutch podcast uh randy just left you know it is her birthday so she doing what the hell she want to do well, when I saw with that pistol. <laughs> hey, man, it's time, for <laughs> it's time for Ron's rundown. Ron, what you got? Hey, man, so, like, man, last week I was telling y'all Big Sean album was jamming like a fool. And the rest of the world agreed with me. Big Sean now has the number one album in the country, knocking off Taylor Swift. Good job, mm. my boy. Yes. That album is something serious, man. I appreciate all your work and hard work, all your hard work on that thing, but that thing is on point. Man, let me ask y'all a question. What costs $6 and you can sell it for 600K? Uh, Biggie's Crown. Biggie! Biggie's Crown, baby. That was an auction. <laughs> it was an auction that got their hands on some good old hip-hop paraphernalia, some good old some good old, old school stuff. They got their hands on Biggie's Crown. 
the King of New York crown that he uh, wore on the Rolling Stones cover. That thing went for 600K. Now my only question is, does the family get a piece of that? I hope so, but probably not. What was you about to say, Mike? I just, wow, 600K? 600K, baby. Oh, I just need to hold $20. That's all I need. <laughs> you better think higher. Aim higher, Mike. It's mm, I'm going to get a cougar for that. I'm going to get a cougar. <laughs> Not a cougar. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. In other news, man, let's drop on into the NFL, man. Uh, I need to tell somebody to shut the hell up real quick. Oh, uh, God. Who? 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 who Mike Dickens. Come on down uh, to the come old, on down to the man. A slave of a slant, uh grandson of a slave owner, please. Man, I keep saying this over and over again. How can you be a coach, a president, a GM, somebody that has made a living off of black athletes and right. not give a damn about their well-being? Mike Dicker, you uh, are easy. a <laughs> you are a, uh, one of the most well-known coaches ever in history. You what made do you say? You may basically, you know, with all the football protests, shout out to all the team doing football protests, man. Shout out to all y'all, man. Uh, much love, much respect. Uh, but Mike Dicker said anybody that's doing the protest need to get the hell out of the country. Uh, Mike Dicker, you need to shut the hell up. I pray every day that I wake up and I see the news that you and 35 oh. your white bigot friends are dead. I pray oh, for that every wait a, morning. Wait a minute. Wow, that's serious. Yeah. How in the hell are you gonna tell me my ancestor, my ancestors built this country, broke their back for this country, died for this country, and you gonna tell me that I'm gonna leave a country that they built? And you out of your rabbit ass mind? I ain't going nowhere, and I say whatever the fuck I want to about this raggedy bitch when I feel like it. This is not a family show. It's not, not today. A disclaimer what in there. You need to do something. <laughs> raggedy is bitch. Thank all the NFL players that helped get you to where you are. You are now a commentator. You continue to make a living off of black athletes. You, sir, can go straight to hell. And I hope the devil crip walking on you, though. Now, with that Southside. being said. <laughs> Now, with that being said, uh, Miss Vanessa Bryant says she got time today. Uh oh. So, uh, as you know, LeBron James has been very vocal in the way he feels about, you know, police brutality, uh, the way they've been murdering young brothers and sisters. And, you know, he made the comment uh, not too long ago that black people are afraid of the police, and he's 100% correct. So, over the weekend, a couple of uh, L.A. County deputies were uh, ambushed and shot by an unknown assailant. Mm. Uh, their uh, sheriff, Alex uh, Villanova, uh, decided to go on the local radio station and challenge LeBron James to match the money that had been made for the uh, the reward money for any information that you could you know, provide for the shooter. So he decides to do that. Mr. Vanessa Bryant said, no, sir, we got time today. All right. So on uh, Instagram, and she uh, she posted a lot of uh, stories of shedding, uh, spotlighting the, the screenshots of tweets and articles blasting Villanova and his department over leaked graphic photos of the tragic helicopter crash that killed her husband, Kobe Bryant, and their daughter, Gigi Bryant, and seven others in January. Um, word is she is suing 
that uh, sheriff's department for leaking those photos. So basically those sheriffs or deputies have been uh, basically passing around those pictures of the actual crash. Ms. Bryant says she's not going for that and she got something for that ass. So I hope she hit them for everything she possibly can. I know that's um, right. These police are out of control, so. And then the, to, come after, to come after uh, LeBron. That's gonna be it. Uh, we got some audio. Is Randy getting attacked again? I don't know. It might be that bad now. But yeah, anyway. mute First Randy. First of all, y'all need to cut it out. That's Ron <laughs> stuff. Really? Is that what we're going to do? They're just curious. You know, it is Ron's segment, and I am running the board. Watch this. I'm glad you made it back safe and sound. You all right? You went outside with that, with that thing? You took that chopper with you? Okay. Uh, but like I was saying, man, that's it for me. Don't forget, free on caffeine. Summer Madness 10 is going down Saturday. That's why I'm going to be. Hope to see y'all there. And uh, that's it for me, man. 100. Uh, yeah. Josh is uh, definitely out of line for passing that picture around. Uh, I can't say that I felt one way or another about them cops getting shot, though. Like, they still human life, and you still right. be like, man, that's tragic. Yeah, but, but you don't they live. They, that's nobody. Thing, they, 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 they live. They live. Yeah. And uh, my, my Hawks correspondent, shout out to Chrissy Love. You know what she said? We were talking about it. She said uh, LeBron should respond and says, uh, well, I don't know what you want me to do. They told me to shut up and dribble. That's how I need. Oh, that should yeah. be his next tweet. Yeah. That's how he yeah. should respond. But shout, shout out yeah. to Vanessa Bryant for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, is that all that you have, Ron? Like only caught oh, the tail we, end of that. Are we ending segment? Yes, ma'am. I'm glad you made it back safe and sound. Were you, you talking noise about? Weekend. Were you talking noise about me, Ron? When I like, no, ma'am. I want you to make it back sure? for your birthday weekend. You're gonna have all a right. Weekend. Well, our producer said, uh, "Let's wrap it up." Appreciate she you, Ron. Said we welcome back, welcome minutes. back, Randy. Right here on Black Educated. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? It's your boy, Marone, founder of Vintage Connoisseur Club, bringing you some of the hottest hand-picked designer and streetwear vintage pieces. We specialize in nostalgic, hand-picked, and revived vintage goods from Burberry polos all the way down to dead stock leather snapbacks. We pride ourselves on authenticity and exclusivity. Follow us on IG and Facebook at vintage.c.c. And you can even hit me up at Rome, the chosen one. Yo, 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 what it do? Schooling, done daughter. And right now you listen to Black Educated and Broke. Get you some money. And we are back here on Black Educated and Broke. Shout out to uh, Mike B for holding it down as I stepped aside for a while, even though he curbed me at the end. But it's okay because, you know, I did you know, maybe step on his toes, but it's okay, it's what I do when it's not my birthday, okay? But anyway, Ron, thank you for your rundown. It was fine or whatever. But anywho, up next was more important. Thank <laughs> you. in the city, and it is Virgo season still, closer to the end. It's um, my freaking birthday. But more importantly, y'all, y'all know what's more important than my birthday. What is, take a Jesus. Guess. 
You better say that. You know my heart. And guess what? Because of that, Black Educated Broke, y'all, we are in a commercial during the Praise Factor Awards. Yes, right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So um, it's going to be hosted by our very own, our auntie. You know, we got her that, but Miss Tawanda Black. She's going to be the host of this Praise Factor Awards. Just typically, they have a big event, but, you know, because of coronavirus, everything is going to be virtual. However, um, yeah, we're going to be up in that thing. There's over 2 million watchers and viewers. So um, check it out. We're going to put all the information on our social media. It's going to be September the 17th through the 20th. Uh, we'll put it up so you guys can look and, you know, check us out. And then me, <laughs> Yours truly, I'm gonna be giving an actual special award out or two awards. So, you know, it's fun. So I just wanna say thank you again, Miss Wanda Black, for giving us this opportunity. You always looking out for us, and we love you and appreciate you. What you did? Best gospel you, album? What you did? <laughs> I did um like creative gospel artist, and okay. it was one other one. Rap yeah, thank you, TT. Rap gospel. Lounge no. gospel. I was thinking that too. I don't remember. That's exactly what I was thinking, Mike. Exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I was looking very sophisticated. Y'all see, maybe you're not. I'll let you see. The first lady. First lady, okay. You cover boy. All I did was my hat. You are the mother's know. board if you the had the hat. Boy. Mother, okay. Hey, you better see, not be on that embarrassing eye, TT. Like, no. What? You better not be on that embarrassing eye, TT. No, I, I, you know, listen, I can't play like that with Miss Black. She ain't having it. So, guys, again, that's what's going on this weekend as far as here in Atlanta. Um, you know, and me just, you know, enjoying my birthday. That's all. Happy birthday, Randy. Happy and on birthday. Sunday, this is open to anybody who just wants to be out in those Atlanta streets. Um, you know, I'm just hanging out at, um, you know, the clubs. So you got to follow me on the <laughs> Hold on. Who's making sound effects? <laughs> I'm trying to tell my <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Looks like I was cute looking down guilty face. I don't know. <laughs> what are y'all doing? I zoned out when you said clubs. I saw it come some bullshit. <laughs> As we segue into it, we be in the city. Okay, like, wait a minute. So, guys, wake I, up. if you want to see what's going on with Randy O oh, and my birthday, I mean, I will Wait, Randy, can you do we in the city? Because you're not going to be in the city. You're going to be in the city. I'm going to be in the city Sunday. I'm going to be yeah, in she's the back, city. She's back on Sunday. It's just the weekend getaway. I ain't got time to be gone the whole weekend. I got to come back and get it because I'll be back in my real job freaking soon. But actually, next week, I'm going to Dallas. So I'll be in Dallas for a week trying to spend time with the family. So, you know, that's my birthday wish for my people. I was like, I don't want any gifts. I just want to be at my mom and them house. You know, I just, just want to be around family. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's, that's going to be great. Well, your man, man. Don't don't take that Rona to to take. Now, well, I listen, and they already got me paranoid, so no. <laughs> Cute. Oh, don't take Tina to Tennessee. You know no, what? He, he Go is to break. going. <laughs> He's going to. He, don't be saying with the fake run. Tini is going because he's my baby, okay? That's her guard dog. He's not living outside that damn That is her guard dog. He damn sure ain't the baby. That motherfucker need to be fired if he do. Oh, my God. He's my, he listen, he's gangster. He still go for people to this day. I don't know. It's okay. I love him. And that's who's going to be the city. Excuse me. All right. Got you. So, <laughs> I'm going to take a break now. Thank you. Please excuse my co been drinking too much. And uh, we're going to get ready to take a break. And we get back, we're getting into We Be in the City, Sinead. We have special guest, Winter Dunn. Sinead's going to tell us all about it. We also got to get into conversations with Q, 
We are talking to Reginald Reese and Dwayne Hirsch of the Green Toad Hemp Farm. Yeah, hemp. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. And a whole lot more, guys. So we got to keep going, keep listening right here on Black Educated Improv. <laughs> They say beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, and all fine art starts with a vision. Through extensive research and studying, Barbie Doll Mink lashes are crafted to enhance your beauty inside and out. Unlike synthetic lashes you can find in stores or online, Barbie Doll Mink lashes are made with a soft cotton band, which makes them lightweight, comfortable, and easy to apply. Don't let me forget, you can wear these lashes up to 25 times with proper care. Get dolled up and shop at www. BarbieDowBeauty.com and ladies, Barbie is spelled B-A-R-B-E-E. See you later. Some of them men think they freak this like we do, but no, they don't. Make your check come at the neck. Disrespect us, no, they won't. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Winter Dunn, the producer of Jezebel and the director of Junebug. And I want y'all to know that I stay listening to Black Educated and Broke. It is such a solid platform, and I'm excited for you guys to engage with them. So check it out. Listen now. All right, guys, we are back here on Black Educated and Broke. I hope you guys enjoying all the mix that we have, all the different commercials that we have out there. Again, if you have a brand that you want to promote, you want to solicit, please reach out to us at blackeducatedandbroke at gmail.com. If you don't know how to put it together, we got you. We'll do it for you. We want to put out your excellence out to the masses. Um, so before our break, I told you guys it is our BTS segment, our behind the scenes with Shanae J. Campbell. Get it right, okay? Hey and now, we- hey now. Oh yeah, <laughs> they checked me already, didn't she? No, but we have a special guest. I'm gonna let Shanae do all the works, the beautiful name of Winter Dunn. Let that sink in, isn't that so pretty? Winter Dunn. Shanae, who is this Winter Dunn? Yes, yes, as Randy has already told you, if you are seeing my face, that means we are going behind the scenes with amazing filmmakers in Atlanta and Los Angeles, all over connecting you all with them and their work and spotlighting talented young individuals. Today we are joined by Miss Winter Dunn, a multi-hyphenated, I always love that, award-winning filmmaker. Winter is a force to be reckoned with as a producer and a director. She produced the feature film Jezebel, which was acquired by Ava DuVernay's Array Films and picked up by Netflix after premiering at South by Southwest and receiving rave reviews. Continuing her mission to depict rich Black stories, Winter's latest film under her company banner, Winter Dunn Productions, Junebug premiered at the 2020 American Black Film Festival this past summer, or this summer, um, and was and she was spotlighted as an emerging director. So welcome, Winter. Hi. Yeah. Thank you for Woo-hoo. having me. This is so exciting. Yes. <laughs> of course, of course. So backstory for everybody. Winter and I actually worked together very randomly when I first got to LA. Um, she mm-hmm. we worked together at a predominantly white production company. She was, I think, the the second black woman there. I was the first that I knew of during my time there. And then she it was came very out. white. Yes, yes, <laughs> Jesus, another black woman. So that's how we connected. Um, but Winter, tell me and, and talk to everyone about like what it's like, particularly as a black woman occupying occupying these predominantly white spaces and really taking mm-hmm. up space and taking ownership and value in you being there and, and not shrinking. 
Well, I think like walking into those spaces, you kind of have to come in with this energy of boldness. It's like, I'm gonna be myself, my authentic self, regardless as if that rubs you the wrong way or not. Uh, so that's how I like to walk in. I always wanna bring good energy. I always wanna make the work more efficient with me being there. But if my presence as a black woman rubs you the wrong way, then that's gonna be an issue you have to go deal with on your own time. Cause I'm booked and busy. Like we don't have time Amen. to fix the issue for you. You know? Book busy yeah. and blessed. So move to the side. Amen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Tell us about your journey as a filmmaker. Like how'd you get started? What medium? Cause you're multi-hyphenated. You're a producer, you're a director, you're an actress. Am I missing? I want to give you all your flowers. Am I missing anything? I think that's it right now. I might be DPing one day. Who knows? I'm going to okay, start doing stuff. Okay, all right. Uh, behind the camera. <laughs> right. yeah, tell us about your journey. Yeah, so um, I started off on stages. I was a theater artist. Um, I went to Fordham University with a degree in theater performance. And when I moved to LA, I had already been directing plays, producing plays, but I knew I wanted to get into content. I didn't know if that meant film or TV or where that really worked for me. Um, so I kind of jumped into the web space. I started working with production companies that make content for the web five years ago when that was happening, but it wasn't as prominent. It was like before Issa Rae was like, Issa Rae, you know what I mean? Like now mm -hmm. there's so many web artists that are like transitioning into film and TV that we kind of expect that now. And thankfully I feel like I kind of had my own journey in that way. So I started off working in web, producing, directing for people for web series content. And I produced and not directed, I guess I directed underneath the showrunner who was also a director herself. And she hit me up and said, hey, I'm, you know, directing my debut feature. And would you want to produce it for me? And I was yes, like, let us absolutely. Absolutely. I know that's black and sexy you're referring to, right? Yeah. Like in the web content. One and of the OGs, the, yeah. Who was the writer who asked you to, uh, to uh, produce her film? Numa Perrier, who co-founded mm -hmm. Black and Sexy. And yeah. um, I had been a fan of Numa's work for years. I mean, Fordham's a great place to grow and learn, but it's also a predominantly white space. And I actually found Black and Sexy while studying abroad in London in a Shakespeare oh, wow. program. Oh, wow. So it was like this rich cultural experience that is so extremely white. And I found this content that was so black and rooted and honest and telling stories that felt like me and people I know and not these bold, crazy, neck twisting characters. I mean, that's cool too, but I just love this kind of toned down storytelling that was also black and about black people in love and black people in sex and dealing with stuff that we don't see talked about in a sophisticated way that often. So that's, yeah, that's what I was working with. And Numa hit me up to produce her first feature. And I guess we did kind of well with this. Yes, yes. Let me mention that again. It was acquired by Miss Ava. Acquired Queen Ava. Ava. Oh, wow. Right, and that's right, Queen. Netflix. Like, you can watch your work on Netflix. See, that's what I was about to, about to hit. See, me, I'm one of the avid movie watchers on here. I've actually seen that movie. Yeah, I, I watched that movie months ago, actually, on Netflix. I stumbled up on it. Me and Sinead uh -huh. got a connection. She could probably figure out why I watched it. But I definitely did enjoy it. It had a different twist. And it definitely hit on things that uh, plague Black communities, like having issues with your parents or mm -hmm. uh, trying to survive in a new place. She's trying to survive. Her sister's there. And then she got this boyfriend. I ain't gonna give y'all the movie away. But I did watch the movie. Uh I I'm glad you enjoyed watched it. that movie and it definitely gave me some ideas. Oh, I love to hear that. I really do. It was do. amazing. 
Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, man. I love it. <laughs> so, what was? Can you can you talk about that process of how it goes? Because a lot of times people see the bigger picture, right? They see that it's on Netflix now. They didn't see all the work that it took beforehand, the writing, the development, and then producing it and getting all those great creatives together. But can you talk about? Um, as much or as little as possible, like what exactly it entails for independent filmmakers to kind of get their work seen on these larger platforms and kind of the moves that they need to be making or the tips and suggestions they need to, to really take on to really have it seen by the likes of Ava or picked up by, you know, companies like Netflix. Those are big boss moves and, you know, people mm -hmm. have to be really prepared and ready for that. So can you share any insight on you all's journey um, to, to these larger totally. platforms? Yeah, of course. So when Numa reached out to me, she had just finished the script. She had been kind of working on the script for years and she wrote mm -hmm. 10 pages and took it to a couple programs, but she couldn't get past those 10 pages. And then she went to Miami and wrote the entire film in like two weeks. Mm -hmm. So she gets back from Miami and she hits me up and she's like, hey, I got the script and she sends it over and I'm like on a vacation with a friend and I'm by the pool reading it. And I'm like, I've never seen anything like this before let's go and that's exactly i mean i we were back in la was in less than two weeks we were having our first table read and within four weeks we were in vegas shooting it moved that fast and so i tell people who are really trying to make their work community community will take you further than you think it will having like-minded people around you who you know you work well with and not being afraid to you know so make a web series, make a short, make, 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 make until you get to a point where you're like, I got it. I got my team. Like, I know who I'm gonna make my future with. So once we, we had been working with the same crew for years, we were, you know, it was the same team from Black and Sexy. Our DP was from Black and Sexy. So once we kind of got the, the go ahead, it was kind of like guns a blazing. We shot it like it was just a really long web series. That was like the vibe. It was like, oh, it's just a web series, except it's like 90 minutes long. And we're just gonna like push through. And we shot five days in Vegas and we got all the Vegas content. And then we took maybe a three week break for like pre-production of the LA leg. And then we shot five days in LA, shot the entire film in 10 days, which wow. is insane. I don't know how yeah. we did it. And post was a process. It took like a year and a half to get through post. But once wow. we got it to a strong point and we got, connected to South by Southwest, answering your question about how to get seen community. Um, Ava DuVernay is someone who is always looking for Black talent. She, I mean, it's a blessing that we have someone at the platform that she's at who cares mm -hmm. enough to look back and go, who else is coming with me? It's, I, I don't want to sit at this platform, like in this position alone. And she had been supporting us. She gave to our crowdfunding campaign. She tweeted Numa and Jezebel, like when we were still in pre-production, she had just been watching us and mm. seeing us do our own thing and do it our way so unapologetically, I think she was just into it and hit us up. It was like, I'd like to acquire <laughs> Jezebel, <laughs> kind of like, just That's like crazy. that. And Whoa. with that- Did you cry? Yeah, I think I would cry. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is my first feature like I'm learning as I go mm -hmm. and a woman who I am you know obviously so inspired by sees value in our work 
Like, yeah. hell yeah, you know? <laughs> Amazing, so, right. And for it to be out of all the eyes, like her eyes, her gaze, because she really does, like you said, she takes up so many um, Black creatives yeah. behind her, particularly women, to make sure that they have seats at all those tables. They're invited yeah. into those rooms, and that's definitely something as a producer I I admire and I aspire to, to do myself, you know? That's, mm-hmm. That is beautiful. I love hearing that, so. I know. Okay. I know. Well, let's, listen, well, I'm going to let Sinead take like a tissue break because she's getting emotional. <laughs> you know, guys, we're right here sitting here talking with Winter Dunn. She's actually talking about uh, one of her feature films, Jezebel. And she has a lot more that's going on to talk about. And we're going to get into it. So we're going to take a quick break. But you got to keep listening right here on Black Educated and Broke. All righty, guys. We are back here on Black and Educated and Broke on our uh, behind the scenes BTS with Sinead. And we have our special guest. Um, as Sinead says, uh, multi, what do you say when they have a bunch of hyphenated? Yeah, multi hyphenated. Come on, winter done. And we were taking a break and we were kind of talking behind the scenes. You know, Ron asked his infamous question that he asked everyone who's a producer, director, filmmaker, because he's trying to, you know, get it where he fit in. Ron, go ahead and get your shine. Let's see if winter can bless you or not. Winter, I'm hoping that you can help me because Shanae showed me no love. She all in LA. She come home and do stuff. Don't tell nobody. All I want to do is be a drug dealer in the movie. I'm talking about a kingpin. Somebody, Frank Lucas status. That's all I want. But Shanae won't help me with this at all. Can you please help me fulfill my dream? My mom will be so proud if I can play my ass Before you say anything, Winter. Before you say anything with it, Ron, I would just like to say we are not casting for those type of roles right now, you know? And then as producers and winter as a director, we, we have those narratives already. We are trying to expand. So if you are open to other roles, <laughs> I got you when it fits Hey, you I think you know, Shanae, I think that Ron could play a good Montrose on any movie that you do. You should work him into that. Okay. I'm just not trying to be the no. girl next door. Wait, here's going on, Wait, wait, wait. Now, now, mm-hmm. now, Ghost right. was going to be a drug dealer that made lieutenant governor. What if I was a drug dealer that made president? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. All things since he's trying to plug himself, I'm just trying to get a role that's on that girl next door, okay? I know I'm little and I'm cute, but listen, I don't want to be the girl next door no more. We got to wait for them braces to come off because you play about a range of 15, okay? Right. I, I just want to be a drug dealer. Can you help me? Can you please? Oh, it's Shanae Day. Go, go ahead, Shanae. <laughs> no, go ahead, Winter. Like, let him know. I know we're currently not casting for that range, so maybe you are. <laughs> You know what? I think there is room for all narratives involving Black folks. And if I am shooting anything that has anything to do with a kingpin drug dealer, honey, I am calling you. Send me your contact. Damn. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I you see that, Shanae? That's all it's you had. Finally it's finally happened. It's finally happening. Yes. Look at right. I told you how you can send your information to damn right. But that is okay. That's okay. Winner's gonna Winner's gonna move, you know. She she's gonna move. So she might have something before me. Send send her your stuff, please. Um, but before yeah, I did have a quick question because you were talking about like narratives, you guys are, you know, in the black culture. We're not trying to do those kind of narratives that are that. But I wanna know what do y'all think about that show that I believe is on stars? But you know, where the white guy, his name is John, somebody where he's killing all He's the abolitionist, and you know it's the the slave boy girl. John, bro. Yeah, what do y'all think about that? Because that's kind of you know switching it back to showing. I feel like well, all white people aren't bad or saving. But we know that story sh- about him though. But I want to get their personal opinion about. Oh yeah, okay. 
put that out right now. We're trying to talk about, you know, black, trying to put the black out there in the best way. And then here you are trying to come back and showing how you saved the day. And I just want to get y'all personal opinion about that. Go ahead, Winter. You can. Well, I have not seen that. Uh, I haven't seen the series. Um, it's just a trailer. I, it doesn't come out till October, but they've been doing a trailer. Right. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen, even seen the visuals. So I don't want to place judgment on their project. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. Shanae, what do you think? What do you have? You seen the, the trailer? I have. I feel like I vaguely have, but again, I don't, I haven't seen it in its entirety or remember it just to cast any beginning judgment. And I really do feel the same way as you. It's like, there's room for so many different narratives. I just think that for the longest time we were put into a box 100%. of specific types of narratives. And so now it's like, yeah, we can still write about those things. We can still produce those type of content, but there are so many other stories that deserve to be seen that are just as complex, that are just as thrilling and exciting. Um, and so it's like, if we have those stories as well, it's like we got a, you know, a hundred, movies where you know we're drug dealers and, and king fans that's great that's i know part of our narratives but there are and, so many others you know yeah i agree and i think if you're gonna tell a narrative i've seen time and time again you have to come at it from a different angle like yeah, i like need to know craft. yeah like exactly why does your narrative need to be told and does it need to be told and if it doesn't then maybe you should sit that down and work on something that we actually need as a part of our canon right now because i agree i'm huh? You know, we have some powerful black men, black talent. Why are they always dangerous? Like, right. you know, like my, that's my just a narrative is I work with the CIA because they always in the mix of it. Are you trying to change your narrative now? No, he trying to change it. So now he a king, he a him, but he's a king. Yeah, he said the CIA is involved. So you're a king. Ron, pen, I would like right. to see you in a softer role where you're more right. like a father figure. Hey, hold, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't you ever in your life ain't like a love story? Oh, yeah. yeah, or a love story, Ron. Don't reject you it. You sound like a rap, my man. You said you want to work with the CIA. You see, he's using the R word. We don't do that. I'm just saying. All right. Let us let us segue back. <laughs> so, Winter, you also have another project out right now, Junebug. Can you tell us about that and the process? You, This is the one you directed, correct? Yes, I directed and one of the producers on it. Um, yeah, talk about, like, changing the narrative. So, it's a film about a woman named Junie, and she's writing a novel about her childhood. And through the film, we go back through her memories, and we find out that her dad, while he was magical and this really important force in her childhood, he was also an alcoholic musician. And so in some ways we're humanizing the role of the like broken father, but we're also pointing a lens at a relationship I don't think we see enough of. I think we have seen so many father-son narratives. We very rarely see father-daughter okay. narratives. And if we do, it's like, that's my daughter and you trying to date her? Or it's my dad's nowhere to be seen and I don't know who he is and I'm just another girl with no dad. But we really wanted to show that Black fathers can be complex and broken in their own ways because that we're all human, but there's also a lot of love there. And a lot of the mm. magic and creativity that you have can come from your father, can come from your parents. So what does it look like to evaluate your childhood from an adult's perspective? It's kind of like what we're addressing with the work. I'm really proud of it. Yes, yes. 
And so with it premiering at um, ABFF, are there other chances for people to watch it outside? Because they did their whole virtual thing this year, so they going to have a festival. But for those who may yeah. have missed it, are there going to be other ways to access this film where you got some deals under wraps you can't talk about? Because you know, you have exactly. a girl. <laughs> That's kind of exactly right. I would say <laughs> if you want to, please follow our Instagram at Junebug Film. That's where all the updates will be coming out. We really, I really wanted us to premiere at a black festival and a festival that like really cherishes black stories. And we'll be having a larger festival run. Those announcements will be coming out as soon as they can. And then there are, like you said, some deals in the making so that you'll be able to watch the film whenever you like. So please follow us at Ed Junebug Film. We'll have all the updates there. Let me go Yay. follow them right now. <laughs> right, uh -huh. yeah, everyone go follow them. <laughs> Um, and then where can people find you? Where can people get in contact with you if they're trying to do business? How should they best approach you? Great. So yeah, if you're trying to do business, my website, winterdone.com. Um, feel free to send me a submission or, you know, whatever it is you want to talk about. Let me know. I'm also on Instagram at it's winter done. Um, I'm on Twitter at winter says chill. I wouldn't say reach out to me on Twitter if you're trying to talk business, but if you're trying to talk shit, you just want to have fun. That's me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and then what else is next for you? Um, you have Joomba, you got some things working with that. You, you're, you're in um, the Bay, you said, working on a project. Can you get some new yeah. scoop on that? Or is that under wraps as well? Yeah, so it's somewhat, the project's been announced, but I'm not announcing it in attachment to me quite yet, very okay. soon. But I am directing uh, season one of a docu-series uh, that will be on Quibi. So we're here shooting literally right now. <laughs> Congratulations. Yes, Quibi is another one that's taken off too with that mm -hmm. short content. So. I know. Actually, Sinead, talking about where we used to, you know, work together, Quibi was thrown around so much because so it was like brand new and it was like Quibi, Quibi, all the deals. So mm -hmm. to now be working with Quibi and for Quibi, it's kind of like a full circle moment for me. It's, yeah. it's really bizarre. I need to buy some stocks and that's what I heard. That might, be, right that might be a good deal. Okay, so last <laughs> what is on your quarantine watch list? What are you watching these days? What are you recommending for other people to watch? Ooh, what am I watching? Well, I watch TV way too late. It's a shame, but I'm so busy. So I usually wait till like the season's done and then I'll have mm -hmm. a Sunday where I'm just like, today's my yes. day and I just mm -hmm. do it all. So the show that I am obsessed with, I just watched season one maybe last week, I May Destroy You. Uh, yes, I watch that. It is so good. It is like talk about a narrative that we don't see often and never from see it from a different perspective. And so many, so yeah. many. I was so authentic. Away. I was blown away. The way she portrays every experience with the most authenticity, even when she's like on drugs, and the way like yeah. the way they shoot the scene changes based off of what influence she's under. Mm -hmm. I was just like. Holy crap, like I'm obsessed with this. Like it's right. so good. HBO has definitely been killing it when it yeah. comes yeah. to the series. They are they doing have. it. Season yeah. four of Insecure as well, I think is really Oh yeah, masterful. they killed it. Uh, like, oh, every every season of that, that's my show. Every season is amazing. Like this but this season last was good. season was like, was oh, y'all really know exactly what you're doing. Like exactly. you mm -hmm. are in your bag and I feel it and I see it. The writing is so strong. The directing, clean, clear. Every department I was like, Yes. Yeah. Like, speaking, of, speaking of Insecure, you were on there. Tell us <laughs> what episode and what you were doing. Oh, yes. 
<laughs> that is really funny that you say that. Um, so that's kind of like, I don't mention that, but if some people recognize, I'm like, oh, good for you. Like, bonus points. So, yeah, um, I, yeah I was in season two of Insecure. Uh, ooh, I don't remember the episode number or what it's called. It's like the day party episode in season two. Oh, uh, with the and kids. What happened? Was it with the kids? No, no, no. It was literally just the episode where they're at a day party all day. And she day like party. meets up with a Tinder date. And oh, she yeah. And her ex there. And I then, remember that. Yeah. So I was there, honestly, like in some way shadowing, just kind of being on set, but being cute. And they were like, they just wanted to kind of showcase me and give me what I call a cameo in, in the episode of just like some black beauty and black greatness. So I was yes. very honored. I was like, y'all don't have to do this. They're like, no, 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 we want you, please. Da, da, da. And I was just vibing and being cute. So <laughs> it was, it was getting her rotation together. Mm-hmm. And that's just, I just, <laughs> I remember. I was like, I'm yeah. myself. Like, that's right. vibes. That's <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Does anyone else have any questions before we wrap out Miss Winter? Don't you forget about me, Winter. Yeah, y'all already told me I gotta get my braces off. Please please don't. Please don't. Please cast him. And Shanae said I gotta get my braces off before I can get casted again. I'm just saying, like, for a certain reason, we wanna get a little bit older range. You know, you can play a trouble. Because, Mike, you look like the oldest daughter. That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, whatever whatever is giving me the most screen time, call the sister. Because your girl needs help. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to build that resume. uh, went to where people can find you and stay in contact with you. For those I'm sorry, what did you say today? No, I was saying one last time for where people can find you for those who came in later might have missed uh, those socials. Yeah, of course. So my website, winterdone.com, all updates to me will be there. And if you want to connect with me on socials, at it's winterdone on Instagram and at it's at winter says chill on Twitter. <laughs> I never plug my Twitter, that but shit. why not? If you want to talk some shit, I'm over there on Twitter, too. <laughs> hey, I already followed you, so get ready for this shit. Crash talking. Gonna talk your ear off, so be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to it. Thank you so much, Winter, for joining us. Best of luck in productions out in the Bay. I can't wait to see what's next. Continue to shine, grind, and yeah, I'm ready. Bring for, up I'm ready for Junebug. I'm ready. Yes. Check it out. Make sure you follow us, Junebug Film, on Instagram and uh, check out the film. Thank you guys oh, for the having best me. Drug dealer you ever seen in your life. Okay, oh, all right. Go to break. Go to break. Go to break. Kind of wrap these things up with. Um, Winter, we're actually not done with her because we're gonna have you're gonna hear her voice again when we do our segment. And the church said, Yeah, she's looking at me like, What are we talking about? Don't worry, Winter, uh-huh. I got you covered. So, guys, if you want to hear that, you gotta come on back on our next break right here on Black Educated and Broke. Yo, what's up, people? It's your boy Ali Sadiq from Comedy Central. Man, you know me, I'm black, educated, and broke as hell. I just want y'all to know, hey, man, keep listening to this podcast, Black Educated and Broke. It's your boy Ali Sadiq. Hey, man, get your cash up. Get your education up and get your goddamn blackness up. Black Educated and Broke can be found on many platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and our hard radio music app. So if you need somewhere to listen but don't want to download a bunch of apps, choose one of those. You're bound to have one of them on your phone, right? Right? That's what I thought. Black Educated and Broke, season three, coming right at you. All righty, we are back here on Black Educated and Broke. Thank you again to Winter Dunn for coming on and sharing so much excellence. What does she have going on? It was Jezebel, the new film, Junebug. Junebug. Special shout out to, to Shanae 
you know, uh, b- behind this and Shanae and all of the excellence. Thank you for holding that down, Shanae, and bringing her on the platform with us. Um, and so, so before we went to the break, you know, we got we to gotta extend the show. So much good stuff. But this is the part I myself am a little bit excited about. So I'm going to turn it over to Q because we're talking to these these gentlemen about uh, the green toad hemp form. You know, when I heard hemp, you know, I was like, oh, mm, I want to know what that is. So Q, go ahead. I did want to say um, my team is super excited to speak with you gentlemen uh, today um, for being the first black hemp farm in the state of Georgia, black owned. Come on. Huge, all right. Um, I don't know if anyone in here indulges in the recreational activity, but when I saw that you guys were interviewed in Scene Magazine, I hit my guys up like, hey, we need to get these guys on the show and we need to discuss this. So let's everybody give a round of applause and a warm welcome to Dwayne. I didn't catch the gentleman with you. I didn't catch his name. Is that name. Reginald Reese? Is that Reginald? That's him. Reginald uh, with the hemp toe, hemp farm, green toe, hemp farm. Thank you guys. Welcome. Yes, thank you. All right. So, all right, you got to really break it down to us because as black people, when we hear hemp, we immediately think cannabis. Mm-hmm. We think marijuana. So, immediately. Immediately. <laughs> so, explain to the people exactly what you guys are as an entity as far as the hemp farm and how you guys were able to um, become the first black hemp farm in the state of Georgia. I think that, uh, so, hemp and cannabis or marijuana, as you all know it, are the same plant. They're the same plant that are grown differently. And from a legal standpoint, hemp is classified as any one of those cannabis plants, <coughs> excuse me, that has less at or less than 0.3% THC in it. That is what we grow. We grow hemp from female um, genetics. And those are the side, that's the side of the plant that produces the medicinal benefits that you see in CBD and CBG products that are now in the market and working their way more so into the market every day. So a lot of us think about it as smoke, you know, the, the, the weed basically, but, and it's that too, you can consume that, but instead of THC on a high level, you consume in CBD on a high level and you're still feeding your endocannabinoid system and bringing your body closer toward homostasis and oh. true balance. So, Come on, we don't know them big words now. <laughs> <laughs> We're black and educated on here now. Right, right? Come on now. Well, you, you don't make us no educated by breaking it down for us. Come on, help us out. Let me bring out the dictionary. No, seriously. It's it's um but it's a it's a great field, it's a great place to be in right now because it's about daily wellness. It's and it's coming at a time for us entering the game at a time when everybody needs that now more than ever before. Our immune systems are under attack in this pandemic, our anxiety and our everyday ease of mind is under attack from this pandemic as well. So now you have a product that I can send you right in the mail. All you got to do is go to www.thegreentoadhemp.com and order it. We can send it right to you in the mail. Perfectly legal, fully legitimate throughout the United States. This is the first year that Georgia had it legal for farmers to grow and cultivate. It had already been sold here in the little smoke shops and the gas stations. You guys know that. But, uh, so this gentleman, Reginald, uh, was the one who came up with the idea of starting the Green Toad Hemp Farm and ultimately 
is the catalyst to the fact that uh, that it all happened so quickly and becoming the first black informer actually be interested to know that we might have been second out of everybody wow. when oh, wow. was almost the first period in the state wow. we're moving that fast and we came out here and built the infrastructure of the farm and all that before the process even started and uh and reggie went through that process and uh aced it and here we are now you guys are outside of the atlanta metro area um for people who don't live here, Atlanta is huge, all right? So somebody might tell you they live in Atlanta, but they might actually live in like Conyers or like Thonia or Lawrenceville or stuff like that that's not Atlanta. Explain to the people where you are in relation to Atlanta or how far away or how close you are. We're a short two and a half hour drive from Atlanta. Sure. Reggie actually lives in, uh, in uh, right back Conyers in the uh, Lithonia area. And we know, yeah, everybody say, so we, yeah, we in Atlanta. We just two and a half hours away from downtown. That's all. <laughs> you know where Statesboro, we're, we're with Statesboro. So okay. we're right there. So we kind of share the border with Statesboro. And we're only about 45 minutes from Savannah. So I have a, I have a question about, so you were saying that, so hemp is pretty much a higher dose of CBD, a lower dose of THC. So. Mm -hmm. Marijuana, I, I'm assuming is the opposite. A lot of THC right. and right. lower CBD. So I want to know what's the health benefit. So why, why is the hemp better than the marijuana? Is it is the is the CBD better for you than THC? Like, what is the different health benefits of both? Well, it's not about whether or not one is better than the other. They again, they derive. It's the same plant, right? The difference is is uh, is that each one of us have a, a different level of tolerance, and THC carries psychoactive effects with it. So you're going to feel high, and for some people that translates into confusion or other types of side effects that make them uncomfortable. So if you have a condition that causes you to have to smoke uh, a strain of uh, marijuana that has a high THC content, you may not be able to manage that psychoactive effect very well. So the t CBD side of that would be more efficient for you because it's never really gonna take you further than you really wanna go. So you don't get up off, TH, off CBD, right? You just kinda <laughs> right there, you right where you wanna be and really- Relax. Just, you kinda yeah, just ride the wave. Than that. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, my aunt, it's funny. My aunt has, a, uh, she said she ain't slept in like 20 years and she discovered CBD and bought some off of Amazon. And I just be kind of trying to explain to my family like the different health benefits of, of holistic healing, including, you know, CBD and different things. I think they're finally uh, grasping the concept, but she said that she slept better than, she, like I said, it's been 20 years since she slept, but she was out of there. Right. So I think uh, we got to kind of get outside of the traditional medicine and kind of look back to what our ancestors used. They didn't have a Zoloft or they didn't have Prozac. Uh, some of them did cocaine. You know, you feel me? Like that was medicine at the time. So we got to kind of look at that and explore other avenues, man. You gentlemen have brought it full circle as far as bringing it, uh, the CBD and the hemp. And now we can order and get it. I'm definitely going to check that out and look into it because I haven't had CBD. I've never tried it. But I'm interested to see, you know, the benefits on how uh, the wellness and how I can tell other people like, hey, this could actually benefit you in the long run. And I, I want to add what I want to add on is that when for when I actually giving my dog, I know you felt like we was giving you a teaser, but we got a whole lot more sit down interview with the founders and creators of the Green Toad Hemp 
Reginald Reese and Dwayne Hurst. So we gave you a sample, but if you want to figure out how we learned how we can get our own hemp farm or how we can invest and make more residual from their green toad hemp farm, you got to listen to the whole interview. Head over down to your favorite listening platform and go ahead and get those jewels we dropped. Hey, y'all. What it do? It's your girl, it's Maya. Make sure you check out my blog, The Mayan Empire, located on blackeducatedandbroke.com. Hope to see you there. Alrighty, guys, we are back here on Black Educated and Broke. What an amazing show. You know, again, thank you again to uh, Winter Dunn uh, for being on our Behind the Scenes with Shanae. Thank you to uh, In the Clutch Podcast, Naya, excuse me, Nia and Malik. Appreciate you guys. Um, all the things that we covered. And then I'm so excited to tease our next show, which we got a lot of things for next week. For one, we're going to actually have a full extended interview with the owners of the uh, Green Toad Hemp Farm. We spoke with Reginald and Dwayne. We're going to have them in detail next week. Uh, we also are going to have a YouTube sensation. This is Ron saying YouTube sensation, uh, Blair Najal and a black power couple, Majesty and Elise Gale. A lot of things have been working. Shout out to everybody who checks their DMs, okay, and comments back on social media. Because <laughs> of those kind of connections and how we're able to connect with these people and have you on the show, we appreciate you for using social media to its fullest extent, okay? Um, but for those of you guys who want to see how we can listen to all of our other shows, Mike B, how can they listen? Uh, your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts. If you got an iPhone, it's already on there. You can download SoundCloud, Spotify for those Spotify users, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts for Android, and also watch us on YouTube. What Maya used to say, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And Maya, <laughs> speaking of that, what's going on with the Mayan Empire, boom? New blog posting will be live later on today. So check it in for tonight after you listen to us and watch us on YouTube. Check our website, www.blackeducatedandbroke.com. And, and uh, Ron, how can they follow us on social media to find out what's going on? First off, make sure you watch us on YouTube. But uh, you can follow us on Facebook, uh, Instagram at Black Educated and Broke. And then you can follow us on Twitter at BEB Podcast underscore ATL. And yeah, shout out, I'm on that thing talking crazy. <laughs> okay, so on that note, y'all, it has been your girl, Randy O. Mike B. It's Maya. It's your boy, Ron, came to make this thing his star. Star. <laughs> it's Sinead. And per usual, it's time to cue the takeover, baby. All right, we bought, guys. Peace. Honey. Get some more coochie, cause you do it better than most at this rate. We'll probably never be close, but that's okay. Cause that's not the mission. You can cheat on your man if you got permission. I, I say what I always say what I stole from Gladiator. Gladiator, what we do in life echoes in eternity, right? So what you do today is going to echo uh, down in your future. So pick the right things. Pick what's hot. Pick what's profitable, pick what you can create generational wealth with, and go at it full force. And don't allow it to pass you by. Don't miss the dot-com industry. Don't miss the Walmart stock when it was nice and to share. Don't miss those opportunities anymore. The opportunity is here today. Whether it's with us or somebody else, uh, take advantage of the opportunities that's in front of you today. And the church said, Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen.